Hello everyone, this is Will. This is Alex. Welcome back to another episode of They Mostly Come Out at Night. Oh, oh. oh mostly. Oh man, I dude, 80 has been actually kind of awesome. I'm not going to lie. There's been a lot of like really good shit and like interesting concepts. Uh, Fantastic shit. Just really like well set up shit and... Um, awesome like camera work and surprisingly good movies like there's been a lot of bangers in this year it's it's been kind of incredible (laughs) um because we don't get a lot of years where it's like like there's this much good content banger after banger because like a lot of times we'll get like a few but not like four or five like not most of the fucking year (laughs) like i I don't know like it's just been it's been a hell of a year um, and it's been great. So, yeah, uh, this is the last movie of the year. This is our last movie of 1980. Um, we're done. We're on to 81. Yeah. And man, it's been awesome. Uh, did I say it's been awesome? Because I feel like I haven't said that enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, f- to finish out the year, um, we watched Alligator. A film that I have previous experience with long ago you've seen it what twice now twice now third three now this is the third time okay because long ago back in the day um sci-fi channel showed somewhat real movies and Uh, i caught this i don't think anyone can claim that sci-fi shows somewhat real movies because i uh i don't know if they ever have to be honest well long ago they did i mean all long ago you would catch you mean back like this before it was like asylum movies and yes. fucking just trash like sharktopus and sharktopus versus megaloctopus and like, and <laughs> like three-headed sharktopus m- attack mega shark versus uh croc bear whatever it's <laughs> called the fucking one that like fused with a bear like there's just a bunch of bullshit it's trash but <laughs> i did but once upon a time it was like little fucking b movies and shenanigans and what was that show scare tactics um but and i caught this movie on there and i i dug it a lot but obviously since sci-fi channel it's you know just cable tv it was censored oh they heavily edit so you know you have to censor it to get it down to fucking basically equivalent of a pg-13 and in a movie like this that there's a lot of um snipping that's done yes to put it mildly and then I was like, you know, I watched it and I was like, well, I'm I'm missing something. But this is good. Yeah, I, for some reason, I know this is totally off subject. For some reason, when you mentioned like sci-fi, I remember watching, um, I think it was what, the Shark Attack movies or whatever they're called. The one with like John Barrowman. There's like three of them, yeah. Yeah, so the third one when he's like. Oh, the greatest so, line ever. So they edited they edited it in oh, the no. sci-fi thing, so I didn't know what he said at oh, first. Oh, like, no. You don't know what he says. There's this famous line, and I'm like, if, if you've seen the Shark Attack movies, you know which line I'm going to say. You can look this up on YouTube. You can look it up on YouTube. It's incredible. Um, so, literally, this is John Barrowman um, in this movie, and he, they, he was paid to say this line. So, he said, <laughs> he says, you know, I'm really tired. But I'm kind of wired. How would I take you home and I eat your pussy? Uh, and like, <laughs> I just like, and it hard cuts well, to them in the shower. So 
the thing was, so I I first saw all the Shark Attack movies on Sci-Fi, right? They're dumb as hell. Yeah, same. So I watched all of them on, and, and they progressively get worse. And I, is the when thing you said like heavily edited? Like I just thought of that because I was I had no idea that's what that was the actual line of Shark Attack Three. Yep. And I was floored when I first heard like when I like first heard it like what the actual line was because I don't know what they edited. I think they just bleeped it out or something. I mean, with this movie, I don't um, know what they did with it, but like with I, this movie, every time they swore when it was on Sci Fi Channel it would just, like, mute the dialogue. So for, like, a second, it was just silence. And they were mouthing, like, fuck, or ass, or tits, or, like, whatever. I it, <laughs> I just, I don't know why, but that made me think of that. Because, like, it is, uh, like, the power of editing when you're a child and don't understand what the movie's context actually is. Yeah. So when you watch it as like an adult or like as a teenager and you're like, holy shit, that's yeah. what they actually say? Because I watched this as a, I think it was like 12 or 13 or something, I don't even know. And then years late, a few years later, I caught it on like HBO, full, unedited, glory. And I knew, I was like, oh, oh, baby. Can you believe there's a generation of fucking cable viewers that think that John McClane actually said yippee Kaye melon farmer dude I don't know how people watch movies on regular cable like anytime they show an R-rated movie I'm just like how did they do this scene or how did they do that scene or this or that like how yeah uh, I mean this is a t- uh, this is a topic for a different podcast so uh, we're not going to get into but, that. But the thing is, with movies like this... I, it was just relevant, and I just thought of it. Well, so this is like, the kind of movie that gets, like, randomly played on cable yes. at midnight. And it's incredible. It should be played everywhere. And you should... I'm just saying, if you've seen this movie on cable, you should watch it in full, unedited glory. Yes. If you see it anywhere, just plant your ass down and watch this movie watch it in the full fucking unedited r-rated especially if you like movies like lake placid if you like um uh there was that new movie crawl if you like anything with like giant alligators or giant Giant mon giant like animal giant animal monster features kind of thing um give this movie a watch because you will not regret it i guarantee it lake Placid is great this movie is incredible once upon a time before sci-fi became S-Y-F-Y, um, directors actually made good, giant, animal, killer animal movies. Yes, they did. There was a time when that happened. And this one is a prime example of it. Yes. Now, as you can obviously tell, we're not doing this chronological. We're just no. gonna kind of just shoot the shit about it. Like, we're yeah. just... Like, farting around. I don't know. Like, whatever you want to call it. I call it a rambler. Yeah. Let's do a rambler. <laughs> I like that. I like that term. So, it's kind of funny. We were talking before the podcast. Like, we do ramblers for, like, shit that we really hate or that we really love. Where you're just... You're full of emotion and you gotta fucking get it out. <laughs> so, if you ever hear us going on about a rambler, you know it's something we really fucking hate <laughs> Or we really like. Where it's just like, we just need to get it off our chest. Yes. Or and gush this is, about it. This is a rambler. This is a, a gushing rambler. Because essentially, I mean, the basic plot, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but we've all seen them. And honestly, I don't care. They'll never get old. But the basic plot is that 
a fucking little girl get her parents buy her a little baby alligator at like a fucking alligator show and then when her dad's like angry at her one day he flushes it down the toilet and tells her that the alligators like died yeah and, and then... it, it it starts eating like fucking mutated dogs that some like pharmaceutical companies experimenting no, on experimenting on and like giving a growth hormone because they're trying to get like this new medicine. Are you are you piecing together what's going on? Okay, so the alligator starts eating this and it grows large. It grows into a big boy. And years later, we got a cop who's kind of a fucking a bit of a you know he doesn't give a like shit. A deadbeat almost. Like but, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'd call him a deadbeat. I, well, is that the right term? I don't know. Like he's very he just doesn't give a shit. I don't know how to explain this. If you've seen any movie made before, like, 2005, you know what I'm talking about. But he's just one of those, like, blue-collar fucking movie characters. Well, he's also traumatized by something. You don't know what at the... Well, I mean, during the movie, you figure out what's, like, kind of affecting him and why he became this kind of... Why he's just kind of like a cop who, like... doesn't really care. Investigates, like, shit that no one cares about. Yes. Um, but he's, but there's all these murders, there's all these deaths going on, there's bodies, body parts flowing up, and there's dead dogs flowing up in the sewers, there's something in the sewers. And he goes to investigate, enter the entire movie. And that's our movie, and it's beautiful. Can we just talk, okay, so we're not doing this chronologically, but I want to talk about how this movie starts, because it's, oh, it's insane at that alligator show. Like 30, 20 seconds in? So it's the little girl watching this guy feed the alligators right like a fucking alligator show in like florida or something and then all of a sudden the guy starts getting nommed on well he gets his like foot stuck in a log and falls over and the alligator just fucking starts biting his leg and it like it like death rolls his leg and then the announcers all like they're like oh well like sometimes that'll happen like that's that's (laughs) how you know you're watching a live show and then and the mom's like oh the fake blood's too much like they just don't give a shit and like (laughs) everyone starts freaking out but the uh, announcer's like don't worry everything's under control as this guy's getting like his leg like eaten off by an alligator that's how the movie starts and then that's when they buy the, like the little alligator. So it's like this whole chaos. No one cares that the guy just got his leg just almost torn. Well, off. the thing about the thing I love about this movie, and why I like why even though it's like my third time watching it, it's still it feels like a warm hug. Because even though this movie has just buckets of fucking blood and gore, and so many people die, despite all of that, like it's very light-hearted well there's this okay so it's weird the like, tone is very like it's very sarcastic it's very light-hearted well they it, they constantly like, poke fun at the um main detectives like bald oh i like, love this balding spot i love this because the main like, guy's got like mention it like multiple times multiple characters like look at him and like mention like the fact that he's got male pattern baldness and i just like i love that because he has, like, a bald patch in front that he's trying to grow the hair over. Yeah. Um, and they all, like, were like, oh, like, everyone uh, don't worry, it. I have baldness, too. It's fine. And then the other guy's like, you should see a hairdresser. Even the and girl... They can, even they the can girl, fix that. Yeah, even the girl he gets with at the end, like, mentions something Well, they're like, it. it's after they've had sex. 
and she's like running her fingers through his hair but it's like the the spot and he's like look i get it i get it i got male pattern baldness don't mention it but it's just like the whole tone it's it's very light-hearted so like i don't know it's just it's a movie that you can like just i feel relaxed watching it which is weird because they even handle like the detective's trauma like in a kind of in a light-hearted way um they don't really like they don't dwell on it they don't dwell on it like he gets a little upset about it but they don't really like focus on it it's not it doesn't derail like because right, it was like in the plot it was like five years ago yeah um, happened quite a while ago. He just can't get over it because he let his partner die. I Basically, mean, his partner died, and it's like everyone kind of holds it over him. Yes. Like, everyone knows about it, and there's, like, this douchebag reporter who's always mentioning it. And when he, when one of his, a guy that he takes to the sewers to investigate the alvey and gets eaten, he, like, just keeps thinking about that. Like, oh, I lost another partner. Yeah. And you find out that the way, what happened was that a guy basically held up a roll of pennies to him and he thought it was a gun and then the guy took his gun and shot his partner with it and so ever since then he's just kind of not dealt with like serious cases i also like how like our guy is like damaged but he's actually like they paint him out to be like a actually a pretty decent like guy like oh, i i love the characters in this they uh, all the characters are really well written. Um, you got like your douchebag, like um, the douchebag police chief that who's always the, yelling he, at him, and he's always concerned about like how the mayor will like react. How the mayor is gonna see it? Yeah, and then you got your douchebag mayor who's just like he's in cahoots with the pharmaceutical sh- company. Well, he like doesn't give a shit that this alligator. He just basically wants the like PR, like the publicity to, to go get away. reelected. Yeah. And he's, like, using it to, like, be like, oh, look how good our police force did at handling this alligator, even yeah. though they fuck up at every single <laughs> point. Um, like, and then you have, like, the, uh, all the, like, the political people, like, having a giant wedding, and you know what's going to happen there. You don't, but... I mean, it's they, a they, monster, they went there. It's a giant monster movie. You kind of... Kind of have an inkling of like you don't exactly know how they're gonna do it, but you know something. They wouldn't like show them setting up the wedding if it wasn't gonna get absolutely fucking wrecked. They might, but this is the kind of movie where the chaos has to happen. I think next, um, I want to talk about the effects in the movie oh the effects are fantastic they are incredible they use a a combination of like like props like they have like this giant alligator like like head that they like float around and like it can like snap and you use it for like they use it for the close-ups or like there's so many great shots where they have like a camera following along as it's like walking there's like a big one that they use for certain shots we also have my so they also have like this kind of really well done like almost like animatronic like it it stands still but it like moves moves like, its, like an moves alligator its arm. it moves, it moves its, its arm. like um its mouth there's miniatures it's just the miniature work I have to talk about because it's that's, great that's my jam I love like miniature work um it looks really good when they have like the live alligator like roaming the streets because what happens is the alligator gets big enough that it can break out of the sewers and like just causes absolute fucking chaos well we get a scene where it it breaks loose 
in the street, like busts through the sidewalk and just causes mayhem. Because basically what happens is like it grows so big it can bust out and they like try and stop it in the sewers, but no one can figure out how because they're like a reporter, go- like the douchebag reporter goes in and, and gets nommed. And then. Uh, well, first, no one believes there's a fucking alligator to begin with. But yeah, he gets nommed and they try to like flush it out. Doesn't work. It just fucking evades well, them. Well, because the military again fucks up. Yeah. Like they call in the National Guard and they don't find the alligator and then it busts out and just fucking starts chaos. There's, I mean, it's an 80s movie, so of course there's like a cop car that gets like exploded and people get fucking eaten. But it's just like, it's just great because it's like they just took all the available like effects at the time and put all of them to use. Oh yeah, you have everything. You even have like people getting swallowed whole by the gator. Yeah. Like they're like going into the animatronic. Like it's just everything that they had access to. Yes. is on display they here. Used. And, and it's it, it's so great. It looks really cool. Like it, the miniatures look pretty realistic. Um like the animatronics don't look dumb at all. No, it's great. Like nothing looks dumb in this movie. It looks really well done and totally intentional and I love it. And it's just I don't know, it it I'm a sucker for like old school special effects. Like old school puppetry and animatronics and this is just such a great display of old school effects well one of my favorite effects they use is like a tiny little i guess it's not really a jump scare it's like a oh i know what you're talking about out thing but like it's the first time you see it yeah they're in the sewer um the the detective and the cop are in the like the cop that gets killed are in the sewer and they like shine the flashlight and they're like looking at the map and they one of them accidentally like shines the flashlight up and you see like a quick sil- like a quick little background image of the fucking giant gator and it like moves and the, its and head like, and like disappears into the shadows again it's great it's really well done and it was really cool it's probably one of my favorite shots in the entire movie also um, like i mean just great usage of like real locations yeah cuz they actually film in the sewers like so there's with natural lights all these fucking actors just walking around the dirty sewers with like all the live live audio yeah. in there. It's great. And I mean, even like the city, I think, I don't know if it's set, it maybe is sets, but like it doesn't really look like a cheap set. It doesn't look like a, you know, the back lot of like Warner Brothers. No, that it's you like recognized from every single movie. It's like all these like dirty alleyways and like, I mean, I, I which again, I, I appreciate. Yes. Appreciate the, the commitment to real reality. Now, the characters are amazing because you get our detective, you get, like, a, um, the woman who writes, who's, like, a professional, like, I, I can't remember what they She's call She's a woman it, at, like, like, the university. She studies, like, reptiles and amphibians and stuff like or- that. Ornithologist? I, I think that's what it's called. And, which is funny because I didn't, I completely forgot about this, but she is the girl in the beginning. Yes. Who buys the alligator. So there's like a reason she's so obsessed with alligators. But I also love that it's like, it's a, it's like a scene that lasts like two, 10 seconds where she mentions that like, yeah, I had an alligator once. His name was Ramon and my dad found him dead once when I was at school. Yep. And that's literally the beginning of the movie. Well, I like how it's kind of like tongue in cheek ironic because literally 
that alligator. That's the alligator. Is that alligator that she had? That's that's it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like they're just like. <laughs> but it's like it's that so quick. That is Ramon. Yeah. And you just know you can connect the dots. It doesn't like really matter in the grand scheme of things, but like it's kind of cool to make that connection just well, like out of the blue. It's a cute little detail mm-hmm. because the characters in the movie have no idea, but in the audience, you know. So you get your like douchebag. Um, police chief and then uh one of our favorite characters the they bring in the specialist so after special hunter because they can't they can't take down this gator when everything goes to shit and it eats a cop they bring in a fucking big game hunter and it's this fucking douchebag who's like just super cocky and he like hits on every woman he sees every woman and does like alligator noises <laughs> so like he like tries to hunt it goes down like an alley he tries to hire like three guys to like help him hunt the alligator and they're like no we're not doing that they're like we can tell you where it is but as soon as he's like oh you were supposed to go first and they're like are you are you kidding me and then he goes first and gets fucking eaten that's another thing with this movie is like every fucking character that's like a remotely douchey gets fucking eaten Yes. Which is just... They even have a scene where literally, like, a bunch of main douchebag characters get nommed in quick succession. That scene is amazing. Um, should we delve into the wedding scene? Well, so essentially... The original Red Wedding? The original Red Wedding, because, um... <laughs> the big thing with the movie is there's, like, this pharmaceutical company that's been... that They're doing experiments on stray dogs yes and the mayor knows about it the mayor knows about it. everyone knows that they're basically like experimenting on these dogs and when the dogs are dead they just dump them in the sewer because there's like a pet owner that like takes like he, he owns a pet store he, he owns a pet store but he doesn't even take like strays in he like just finds dogs that like have happened to wander away from their yeah because there's a scene where there's like a dog peeing next to a fire hydrant but it has like a it has like a dog tag he just takes it and stuffs it in his van. so this, like, scientist wants puppies to experiment on because apparently they're better test subjects. And, like, he's at the wedding. So So they're all, like, halfway through the movie, they start setting up that there's this big wedding where the fucking, the guy who's doing the tests on the pets is going to marry the daughter of the CEO. So the CEO there is there. The mayor is there. The asshole that wanted the puppies and it's all there and there's there, like this it's, it's they're all in one central location and it's a giant monster movie and they've all done dirty deeds so you know what the fuck is about to happen like that's the whole setup and it's cuz they make it a point at one point to show them setting up the wedding and that they know the C- the CEO knows the scientist and knows the mayor like that you know they're all in cahoots all everyone's connected and they all want this alligator taken down so they also they s- they even went so far as to get our main detective fired yes because he was stepping on too many toes so they all know about this and they know all know how shitty they are and they all want this alligator taken care of so they don't have bad publicity they don't care about anyone getting killed no um they just don't want bad publicity against them they don't want anyone finding out that it's their fault that is their fault giant alligator is roaming around (laughs) but don't worry they're gonna get their just desserts okay don't worry it's an 80s movie so um they'll get their cake and eat it too because there's a scene where it's like swimming and like 
in like the, a lake or something or a river and these like police boats try to like kill it well like i, I love i love this scene because it's like the alligator is like smarter than the boats right so <laughs> like one guy like they're like shooting at the alligator and the alligator like dives down and one of them like grabs a grenade and is gonna throw it but then the alligator comes up just before the boat and so they like they launch off the alligator. They launch the boat and a bunch of them fall off and the grenade lands and, back yeah, in the, the boat. the guy drops the grenade in the boat. <laughs> and it explodes. And everyone in the water gets eaten. One of the guys gets both of his fucking legs chomped off. And then, like, they're at, like, the location and they're, like, trying to find out where is it going. And they're like, oh, it's heading right for the party. Yep. And literally. Literally. Next scene. Next scene. It fucking comes out of the bushes. And I swear, this is just fucking beautiful. Well, it, like it's like nomming on people. It like it like chomps one of the like the waitresses. It chomps multiple people. There's it, like, scenes of it like slaps like you see it's like tail flipping around and just people being thrown into the cake, thrown into other people. Just madness. They didn't need to go this hard. They really did. They didn't need to go this hard in any of like any of this movie. But they did. But they did because there's multiple scenes where people get nom like this, and they're all awesome. And um, but my favorite thing, just pure poetry, is the fucking CEO gets in his fucking limousine or whatever. And the mayor's like trying to get in li- and, in the limousine too. And he closes the doors on the mayor. Yeah, but he locks the doors and tells the driver to get away. Like, and the mayor gets nommed, and then the fucking alligator destroys the car he, like he crushes it the alligator cru- like he knew this like ceo is a total dirt bag what i love about like, the scene crushes though crushes the limo on top of the ceo everything the ceo gets crushed to death like in he this destroy limo. it's like a 30 second scene of just it destroying this fucking limo bit by bit like he doesn't get anything out of that no, like it just—it it knew this guy was a total fucking d bag. You know what? And you... decided to crush the fucking limo. It was just like fuck you, fuck everything you stand for. You fucking wanted puppies, fuck you. Well, my favorite thing is like that scene is so unnecessary, but from like an audience perspective, it's so necessary. Like it's so epic. There's just something about, like, assholes getting, like... Comeuppance. Comeuppance that is fucking awesome. Especially in movies like this. Especially where they're telling, like, their scientists to, like, kill puppies and shit. You don't fuck around with that. And, like, telling them, yeah, like, yeah. Because they're, they're, like, when the cops investigate and they're fucking lying out their ass. Yeah. About, like, oh, we, well, we only take them from the pound and then we send them back to the pound and they cremate them. Yeah. It's all bullshit. Don't worry, like, the scientist that was experimenting on those puppies, he, he gets eaten, too. He gets, that's, he well, gets that's just great. It's, like, it's this whole scene. Like, literally, the only innocent people that get killed in this movie are the policemen in the beginning... Like, the policemen when they're first investigating, and then one of the waitresses, and that's it. Those are the two only innocent people. Almost everyone who gets killed in this is, like, is involved, and it's just... It's complicit in this fucking, like, horrible experimentation on animals. (laughs) Like, PETA, eat your heart out, This, like, Like, (laughs) this movie is great because it's just, it's just crowd-pleasing. That's what it is. Well, it's like... It, if, there's something about, like, nature versus, like, evil, right? Like, yeah. 
nature versus people who don't respect nature. Yeah. And uh, it kind of goes for that a little bit. Like, I would say, like, it only goes for that because the alligator kind of just goes for the people that fucked up and, like, did these horrific experiments on these animals. But that wasn't, like, it's not nature versus people. It's just, like, the alligator just happens to be in the right place at the right time to kill these people. Well, it's for our satisfaction. Yes. It's for the audience. Because we know what they did. The alligator does That's the doesn't. thing. It's for us. It's our satisfaction. Like, when the fucking reporter, who's been, like, a total dick to the main guy, he goes down to the sewers because he says there's an alligator in there. So he go. everyone thinks it's a joke. He goes down in the fucking sewer and starts, like, posing everything for like the photographs and while he's posing he gets fucking nommed and it's like this great scene where it's like taking photos so you get like these flashes and it's just him being like fucking chomped on it's great well we even get like a kind of like almost like a csi moment where the guy's like well at least he'll finally get his picture on the front page and that's all he wanted, after yeah. They developed the, after they developed the thing, and it's like, well, at least he'll finally get his, like, picture on the front page. That's what he's always wanted. Ow! Like, Hugh fucking, the, the who, <laughs> fucking him putting on his sunglasses. There's so many moments like that. It, it There really is. It's kind of insane. Because, like, again, like, the, the, the writing, it's very lighthearted. It's it's just very sarcastic. It is very sarcastic, and they don't take anything too seriously. But in a movie like this, you don't need to take anything too seriously. No. It's a giant alligator. Like, who's taking it seriously? Why would you take it seriously? The thing is, like, at the end of the day, like, you watch this movie, and it's an hour and a half, and because, the, uh, because of the tone, it's just fun. Yes. Like, it's not, I don't feel depressed after this movie ends. No, because honestly, like, the alligator does kill a lot of people, but they're mostly just evil people, and you don't mind the hand and then, and then it, you know, we'll talk about the final scene in a minute, but, like, don't worry, the, the, what you expect is pretty much what happens. Yeah, and like, it's... They, they do finally fucking end this alligator's reign. Well, there's, like, um, and again, it's, like, it's good writing, because, like, everything... It all fits together. Yes. Because they, they mention that there's methane in the sewers, which can explode. And there's a, a quick scene where a guy shows, a crazy guy shows up at the police station with a bomb and saying, like, oh, I, I killed them. I killed the people in the sewers. And they, like, disarm him, and they disarm his bomb. And then when our guy gets fired, he goes to the evidence room, and he takes the guy's bomb and a bunch of dynamite. Yes. And he and you know all the methane comes into play. I I think we should all good talk writing. About, like, it is good writing, and I love. So like you talk about like sarcastic tone. I need to mention um, one of my favorite other favorite scenes. There's a lot of them, but um, when our dude gets fired, like we mentioned earlier, that he gets fired from the force. Um, oh, I she, I love this. She like the woman that he's like going with because is... because him and the um, reptile expert start to like have a thing so she's like well like how do you feel about getting fired and he's like ah i kind of figured they would do it eventually anyway i just it was just a matter of time he's like she's like well what do you plan to do now he's like well i got <laughs> he's like well i'm gonna <laughs> i got the dynamite and the like a bomb that someone made from the evidence locker i plan to go out and like find this alligator and kick its ass 
It's so great. Like, just true hero moment. Like, just fucking, like, I don't fucking care that I got fired. This alligator's going Well, he says, down. like, after he gets fired, he's like, yeah, like, they expect, I expected it. But now that I got fired, I feel great. He's like, I'm going to kick this thing's ass. He's like, it's like, just total <laughs> fucking, like, hero moment. Just like, fuck you. Fuck this alligator. I'm still going to fuck it up. I don't care. I got a vendetta to fucking absolve. Oh, uh, that's great. Um, I also love kind of like it's weird there's like a weird like weirdly progressive scene in my opinion i don't know like maybe i'm wrong i don't know but it's like, cute it's a cute scene because like it's not like you're a aggro fucking hero like taking like taking the woman in his arms and fucking making out with her because <laughs> because he can and like mm, taking her in his arms and just like kissing her because she she wants she's a woman she's a woman and she <laughs> wants it you know like just like you know you're like your typical 80s action movies but in this one it's kind of weird how they do it but i like it it's like he he was like he's kind of like being coy about it because he's like oh well you know i was gonna take you out and like i hope that we would come back to your place but i don't know like if I should, because I don't know if we're actually going to come back to your place, and I'd be really disappointed if we didn't. And like, he's like, I'd be, I'd be, he's like, I'd be disappointed to have to eat all that food for like no payoff, basically. Right. And then she, he's like, he's like, well, so like, what would you say to if I said something like that to you? And she, she kisses him. Yeah. She's like, I say that's fine. And she's like, he's like, so I'll take that as a yes. And then. <laughs> He basically, like, I mean, in true 80s fashion, it's not, like, super progressive. I'm not going to say it's, like, super woke or anything. But, like... I he, mean, listen, there's movies made now that are less... He basically asked permission to, like... Keep hitting on her. Keep hitting on her and, like, take her back to her place afterwards. Or his place afterwards. Because they do make a good, a funny joke about how she lives with her mom. And there's a part where he meets the mom and she's fucking crazy and she's a total chatterbox and they make a joke at the end when the fucking police chief's all like <laughs> they never miss an opportunity to like also i uh, i know which joke you're mentioning because they're like because the police chief's like oh thank you and he's like oh you believe me now and he's all he's like okay so he's like and they're walking away and he's like i should set him up with your mom she can talk his fucking ear off <laughs> Well, they also never miss an opportunity to make fun of his baldness because she's like, yeah, well, I think they might have a chance because she's into those, like, sky-high hairlines. Th those growing hairlines. He's like, growing like, foreheads. She's like, she looks at him and she's like, it must run in the family. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> they never miss an opportunity to, like, set him up for bald jokes. I don't, like... He has, like, mostly a full head of hair, too. Like, it's not like it's, like... Oh, it's just funny because, like, I don't know. I mean, I appreciate that it's, like, they got, like, a very, like... I mean, because I've seen the actor before and a bunch of other things. But I just appreciate that they got, like, a relatively normal-looking actor. Yeah. Like, he's not, like, super, super, like, incredibly, like, star power handsome. But he's, like, he's a good actor, and but he, he looks like a normal person. Yes. And I appreciate that. And he he's got a little bit of a little bit of thin hair, 
and they just never they miss just an opportunity. Like, I wonder if that was like written in, or they just like were just like fuck it, let's let, any chance you can just make fun of his hair. Yeah, like did they did that come after they cast him? Did they purposely try to cast an actor? Like I don't know. I don't know. But, but it, I appreciate the little. I don't know. It, it it lightens the tone. Yes. Because you because in between the insane gore and body parts, you just have those like just jo- scenes of like the little humor. Well, I can also appreciate this movie because it's fun and it doesn't ever get like too dark, right? It never no. like it never goes to like that realm of like, oh, this is really dark and poignant. Like it's this never, is really like, depressing. Yeah, yeah. It's never like oh, like I we're watching like an important movie. It's like it's just a monster movie. Yeah, that's awesome. It's people who knew and the tone. You know what? That's all it needs to be. That is. That is all it needs to be. It's just a really good creature feature with really good effects, really actually really good acting, uh, really well shot. The cinematography is really well done. Yeah, like, considering how much of this movie is... They just got the film crew crammed into fucking, like, sewers. And, like, like, considering how much of this is just taking place in dark sewers, it's, it's, it's great. I love when they're in circular, like, sewer tunnels. It looks so cool when they're, like, shining the flashlight or, like, the alligators, like, looking down the, like, circular thing. Because you see it's, like... It's it, like you see it coming down. It's like jaw, like floating there, and like oh, it looks. Well, they do that thing also where like people, there's always like people just like standing in the sewer, and they're like illuminated with like blue light, it's just enough to where you can see everything, but it doesn't look too like lit up. It's perfect. Yeah, it looks great. Like I don't know, like this movie is just really good. Like it's. <laughs> Yeah, though, this it's is, like... Just, I don't, like... So I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to, like, think of, the, like, words that I haven't used already. But, like, it's just a really well-made, fun movie. Like, I, that's all I can... Like, that's the best way I can describe it. But like, Yeah, it's just... It's very... It's very unpretentious. It knows exactly... It's short, sweet, to the point, and it does it well. It knows exactly what it is mm-hmm. and what it needs to be, and it's just, it's fun. Are there any other scenes you think we should, like, talk about? Because I know we've talked about, like, the, re- I mean, obviously the wedding scene is, like, the fucking one of the best. most incredible scenes we've seen in the 80s so far. Um, <laughs> not my favorite scene from the 80s. Um, no, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, but, uh, uh, like... I don't know, like, we've gone over the wedding, we've gone over, like, kind of what the story beats are, um, the fucking hunter getting nommed, the alligator busting out of the fucking sewer, which is fucking awesome. It looks really cool. That scene is great. It looks really cool, because it's, like, this giant, it's, like, it's a normal-sized alligator, but it's, like, busting out of this miniature set. Yeah, it's, like, the sewer set. It's, like, this, like, they built, like, this miniature, like, sidewalk and it breaks out and starts walking and like you get like this like also these like overhead shots of like of like an actual alligator walking next to like cars mm-hmm. and then it like goes into the lake but it's all miniatures to make and it, it look really good like it looks real it looks great because again they took all the all these special effects techniques that they had and they're all in there but dude, that's my shit. I've been in I've been into miniatures since I fucking saw the original King Kong. So yeah. it's like 
if you do good miniatures, you've already won me over. Yeah. Like, if you can make something look good, like, I even appreciate, what is it, Night of the Lepus? Oh. oh. For the miniatures. <laughs> the miniature work in that is actually, like, it's a dumb movie, but, like, the miniature work was so good. Well, that was a special movie. It was very special. This is, um... This, this is, is not Night of the Lepus. This, this is, is way better. better. This, is, um, this is way better than Night of the Lepus. This kind of knows what is going for a little more than the the killer bunny, adorable bunny movie. It was adorable. With the little tiny baby sets. Or do you remember in, what was it, was it Zat that they had the random, like, fish, like, squirming on the With, like, a a, a fake field? Yeah. It was like a miniature farm. It was like a throwaway scene that they just kept. Two seconds. They kept in the movie for some reason because it has no... Like, relevance towards the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's just a catfish, like, flopping around on a miniature farm. We've had quite a few miniatures like that during the po- through the progress of the podcast, so... Yeah, I mean, look, I, I love a miniature. Honestly, good or bad, there's just something adorable, especially when <laughs> you... Especially, like, bad miniatures are just adorable because it's just, like... I could just... It's just childish to me. It is. This is not. This is, like, actually well done. So it's not adorable. This is just like, oh, this is great. I think it's well done because they kind of keep it to, uh, like, a minimum, right? They They use it when they have to. They don't overuse the miniatures. They don't make... They don't, like, focus on it so much. They don't focus on the scene so much that you notice that they're miniatures because it's really quick scenes. Well, that's... Yeah, because that's the thing is, like, they use all the techniques. Yes. So you have the quick miniature... You have the fucking full like animatronic. You have the fucking the like head munching on somebody. It's just this is a film of people like who knew what they were doing. Like they knew what they were creating. Yeah, and they knew how to do it well. It's how like, to how to how to put it on screen enough to where it, it looks real. Great director, great cinematographer, and great effects crew. Like, yeah, the effects. I have to applaud the effects crew on this one because they did great. a really good job on every single effect. But we're getting into repetition where we just keep gushing about them, like how good the movie is. So, like I'm just saying, I'm I'm not. Here's the thing, um, I I did get a hold of this movie. I won't tell you how. Through certain means. Through certain means, because for some really weird reason, you cannot rent this movie anywhere. I don't know why. I really don't know. I would argue like you should track this movie down. And I think watch it. if you like these kind of movies. Hell, if you like Jaws or anything like that, you like monster killer animal movies, you need to watch this. Yeah. You have to watch this fucking thing. And then go watch Prophecy. And And Prophecy. But mostly watch this. Like, 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 it's, it's so good. This is great. Alligator. Alligator. Go watch it. Watch this. Get a hold of Um, this thing. Uh, should we even do Shitty Pretty 10? It's a 10. It's a, It's obviously a 10. It's not even... I knew it was a 10 before we even watched it. And Yeah, I didn't know, but I know now. So. But you knew as soon as that first uh, alligator scene came up. Absolutely. I knew that I was in the right place right when that started. Um. So, as we do, as customary... Oh, before, I oh, do want to mention a quick, f- another funny scene in the movie. Yeah. Is um, Oh, yeah, okay. When he gets fired... Or well, he well, he doesn't get fired, but he basically gets told like you're not in charge of the investigation. We brought fucking Jungle Jim mm-hmm. to investigate the alligator, and he's leaving, 
and there's all these like guys like selling like alligator merchandise. Oh, yeah. It's like a fucking carnival. It. It's like a fucking carnival. There's all these douchebags trying to like profit off of it. And then there's a guy who just has a fucking tiny baby alligator in a box. Yep. And he's like, arrest him. I don't care. Endanger fucking selling an injured species, find something. And as he's walking away, the guy's like, You're intruding f- <laughs> on free enterprise, you communist. <laughs> I just Oh, it's beautiful. Again, great sense of humor. Yes. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> now we are at the end. So customary when we reach the end of a year, um, we uh, have three categories that we have to do. Um, worst of the worst, best of the worst, and, and best, best of, of the best. best. So, so let's start. Let's start with uh, what? Worst, worst. of the worst. This is not. Do you want to go first? Because I think we agree on this one. This is like one of the ones we do agree on. I mean... Honestly, we don't disagree on our like best of the worst or anything. I think we just chose different avenues. We just we leaned slightly yep. differently, but this one is because listen, this one's no contest. Listen, okay, no contest. <laughs> we both we both hated Fiend, but at the end of the day, Fiend is garbage. But it does not even hold a candle. To the Puma Man. The Puma Man. My God, the effects are so bad. Like the, the whoever decided that they should use one dolly for the entire fucking movie, and like make one harness. It, you mean? Yeah. More, sorry, dolly. One harness. Bitch, I wish there was dollies. Every shot in that is like a fucking just set up camera film potato. The fucking scenes where he's flying and the green screen is just going wild behind him. Someone's travel and footage. While he's fucking like swimming in midair on a fucking harness. It looks so fucking dumb. Everything about that movie is fucking trash. Well, you know what? It, here, if you want to know what that movie looks like, go on YouTube. Look it up. Look up Hooked on a Feeling by David Hasselhoff. It's a goofy-ass music video, but there is a part in that music video where it's David Hasselhoff on a fucking harness flopping around like a fish (laughs) with travel footage behind him. And you know what? It still looks better than Puma Man. Anything looks better than Puma Man. That is the worst special, like, superhero special effects ever. And another reason why it's worse than the worst is because unlike certain films coming up, I could not gain any entertainment from this thing. Also, hands down, it's the worst superhero movie I've ever seen in my entire it life. It is the worst so, superhero movie. There's no joy. There's not even any, like... There's no redeeming quality. There's no, like, it, so bad it's entertaining kind of shit. No. No, there's no, like, oh, this is so stupid, it's charming. No, 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 it's not. It's it's just so it's just, stupid, it's stupid. It's just dumb. Like, it's like yeah, a, we got it got a couple chuckles, but that didn't like sustain me through the entire hour and a half that felt like an eternity. Yeah. It's like having a fucking classmate who masturbates in class and Like you think it's funny and then like you're just like, Oh, this is really bad. This is fucking wow, no, fuck, stop. And then he just please keeps, stop. he keeps doing it. Yeah, and you're please just like, stop. Oh okay. That's the Puma like, Man is that. It's like, yeah, when he's masturbating, you think, Oh, at first it's oh, okay, it's a joke. Okay, cool, yeah. Oh, 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 he's, oh, wow, he's continuing, please, please stop, please, please stop. And then you realize. Anyone help me, please stop, stop him, please stop, and then just continue. And then you realize you have to sit through that for an hour and a half. Yep. That's Puma Man. 
Yeah, just I, sit in that uncomfortable, god awful fucking feeling. That's what watching Pooh Man's like. That's so, yeah. it. I mean, we don't hate it at all, though. It's fine. No, it's 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 an underrated gem. So now we move on to <laughs> the best of the worst. Best of the worst, and uh, this is where we kind of sway a little bit. So, do you want to go first, or go should for I? it? Okay. So my pick is um the killings at outpost zeta will is an asmr fan um yes just because i don't know like there's something endearing about how hard they tried i get it with like five dollars with like five dollars to their name like they tried really fucking hard like it is like very hard sci-fi oh yeah there's like world building and like all sorts of fucking scientific gobbledygook. Like I feel with a budget, this could have been an okay movie, like mutated rocks killing people. Like I, I mean, maybe I don't know, but yeah, maybe with a budget, it could have done like better. But like just the fact that they tried this is admirable. You Be- s- there was a movie about killer rocks wasn't there apollo 18 or whatever yes oh yeah you're right yeah except yeah that's well, a he, horror movie about yeah well, killer listen, rocks. um i mean hot take but they <laughs> this this is a hot take coming is it gonna be a hot take are you gonna I, say it's trash all, i am gonna all, say i am gonna all. say that killing it up Zeta is i would rather watch that than sit through apollo 18 again yeah honestly because it doesn't feel cheap well because um First of all, Killing His Aposeta isn't um, lazy found footage, and um, there's more world building. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I do have a soft spot in me for, like, hard sci-fi. Well, so Killing His Aposeta, it kind of reminded me almost like a Star Trek episode, like a scary scar- Star Trek episode. Like yeah, a, just like a, a monster of the week. Like original Star Trek, but like horror yeah you know, like, just a monster like a monster be, of the week because episode. there's a lot of like world building and there's a lot of like scientific shit going on and they're talking a lot about all this science stuff and how they're exploring things but there's also like this horrific mutated rock that's killing people yeah so it kind of felt like a like a horror spin on a star trek episode and, oh it's very star and trek. It, it was kind of like cool to see that done on such a low budget and yes they could have done better but could they a, though well I, relative to money it's fine i don't know that's why it's best of the worst because it's endearing it's it's nice to see how there was a lot of passion in that uh it just didn't quite hit the mark because they had like five dollars to their name they had five dollars to the name and them um, at the end of the day it's a rock monster yes you know so come up with the best better monster and get a better budget but you know it's it, fine I appreciate the world building, so... I appreciate the effort. Sorry to go on a tangent about Killing Zapposeta. I didn't think I was that passionate about apparently it. Apparently you are. Apparently I am, because it did remind me of a Star Trek episode, and I, I do like You Star got Trek. a little nostalgia. Yes. My pick for Best of the Worst, because this is an absolute mongoloid movie. Um, and this is a movie that's... Th- th- this is like the stupidest movie. It's like if so you dumb. really think about it, I know what if you use say. your fucking brain to really think it's about so this, dumb. this is the stupidest, most shameless, like mongoloid lizard brain bullshit movie ever made. But, but it's, it, it's but amazing. it has the ultimate shooting the rodeo. It has the ultimate shoot the rodeo. 
it's the all it just it's so stupid but this movie's hilarious challenge of the tiger because again this movie is so like not charming to watch dude no like the banter is is it, it leans so far into non-mity that it like it's so far that it comes back around and becomes charming and funny because it's just this there's so much nudity that it like it ceases to be like interesting like there's literally so many tit, so much tits and ass on screen that my brain like your brain just stops thinking that it's like exotic well it almost feels like these two actors just fucking around the whole movie because it is because there's literally a scene where they go to a fucking horse race and just have our fucking dude shake hands with actors. You cannot tell me that was authorized. There is no way they authorized that and got a permit. Well, there's there's, there. there's random people staring into the camera as our guy is, like, drinking. Because they're like, why the fuck is there a camera here? I can't here? believe they shoved a fucking camera in there and, like, just acted like it was normal. Like, it's so stupid. And the whole plot about how it's a fucking thing that kills sperm and all the fucking terrorists want the sperm killer. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> but, man, it's so great. Because it's like, they, they commit to the stupidity. And there's a scene where a guy fights a fucking bull. And it's stupid. I, and I, it cracks its skull. And we get a fucking x-ray that's of a cartoon only, skull. That's the only time they do it, and I wish they would have done it more. But but if they did it more, it would have gone old. So it's like it's almost kind of genius. And the fights are great. Like, they're a lot of fun. And it's just, there's a car, there's cars exploding. I, I mean, I'm sorry, endless entertainment. It's so entertaining. It is very entertaining. But it truly is. That Honestly, like, if I didn't, because I've been for some reason i was thinking more and more about killings of outpost zeta and that's why it became my best the worst but if that didn't exist but if that didn't exist challenge of the tiger definitely because it's so stupid i don't even know why it's called challenge of the tiger but (laughs) i I have no idea it has nothing to do with anything it really didn't anything now we go to our favorite best best of the best best. and so since i started best the worst you get to start best of the best. So my best of the best. Um, this was close because we all agree that we have three bangers. There yeah. was three that were really hard to choose from. We have the island, Christmas Evil, and Alligator. Like New Year's Evil was good. Don't it was get me good. wrong, but it was not nearly as good as these. If three. that's if that was a nine out of ten, these are tens. That's yes. that's the difference. Now this was close, but it just. Look, I love weird shit. So for me, best of the best is fucking Christmas Evil. Because it's so fucking weird and insane, and it just makes so much sense. It's weird at how, like, you know it was, like, a weird movie It's made 100%. by weird people. That's what I love. For a weird audience. Dude, it's one of the movies where you watch it, and I'm just like... That's the thing. It's true. It's true independent cinema to where 
no one is like doing like test screenings for this shit absolutely not there's no like focus groups telling them what to put in the fucking movie well i also love it because it has a surprising amount of heart and like has a lot like like just a ton of christmas shit a ton of Christmas shit. So much Christmas shit. It's like drenched in Christmas. And it just, it, it, the whole movie, all hour and a half of it, it just rides that like gray area. Yes. Where there's no good or bad. It's just a movie. And you just have to deal with it. And I love it. And it's just, the ending, oh, the ending is so fucking amazing. No, it, 10 out of 10. I'm actually adding it to my freaking like Christmas, Christmas shit. rotation. Like it's fantastic. I'm baffled. I didn't that I'd never heard of it until this fucking podcast came along. It's it's kind of our thing. It's like it's really weird shit, but it's weird shit we're into. I'm into it because it's just one of those things where you didn't know you needed it until you watched it. Yes. And then it just hits. It's like you fucking you're it's like you're 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 wandering through the jungle and you just happen to walk into a cave and find fucking gold. That's that's what it felt like. It's like I didn't know I needed this, but here it is. I agree, and that actually is a perfect segue into my best of the best. This is because this is my gold. This is literally X marks the spot. Well, um, uh, gold, <laughs> my hidden treasure, as it were. Um, <laughs> treasure, eh? Do you know what I'm like hinting at? So, Will is hinting at um the fiend, clearly. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yep. Fiend. Best of the best. Um, <laughs> fuck that movie. No. Um, so it was really hard for me to decide, too. Uh, it really was, because I love Christmas Evil for the exact same reasons you do. I think it's an incredible movie. I honestly love every single part, bit of it. That's the thing. I think it's incredibly made. Everything about and it. It's, yeah, like you said, it's true independent movie. And yeah. I, I appreciate everything about it. Yeah, like people talk about, like, oh, independent cinema didn't like start until recently yeah a bullshit alligator was incredible it was awesome really well done right alligator so, would have would have won it for me it would so alligator would have won for me if these two movies didn't exist so like christmas evil because it's, alligator would have won it for me if christmas evil didn't exist so for some reason this one well not for some reason not for some reason okay. i i know why so this is like my jam and i we kind of explained this in the episode but i love this shit i love 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 this kind of shit and this is my movie it was like tailor made for me i swear to god it Um, really was it's the island i mean it's it's so good i love michael kane i fucking love pirate shit it was fucking weird as hell oh oh my god it is fucking weird um, but honestly, and this is like, I know this is like lizard brain shit. This is like fucking monkey lizard brain shit. Dude, this is fine. Um, the reason it won best of the best for me over, the ending. over Christmas evil is because you get to see Michael Caine <laughs> on a giant fucking Gatling gun mowing down like fucking hundreds of evil pirates. Yeah. Like that scene is so incredible that I like constantly think about it. I literally have looked it up on YouTube and watched it multiple times. I'm not even joking. Like, I love that scene. <laughs> That's how you know you found... The uh... setup for that scene is, like, so well done. And, like, just seeing how aggro Michael Caine gets in this fucking scene is incredible. That's how you know you found gold is when you you find yourself looking it up on YouTube. 
after the fact. Yeah, it's like those scenes at like the end of the movies, you know, where like mo- like filmmakers don't know how to make a movie, so they fucking save every like good scene for the end of the movie, which I fucking hate. Island didn't do that, by the no, way. No, Island is continuous. Island is con- like consistently good because there's a lot of shit going on and there's a lot of weird shit, and I love that. I think it's incredible. But this scene in general is why it made the whole This scene wins. It wins best of the best because of this scene. And yes, Christmas Evil is a very close second. Um, but the island is just true. Like, I don't know. Like, you, you don't see movies like this ever. No. That's why Christmas Evil and, like, this are so highly regarded on this podcast because we will never see anything like these movies again. No, I'm unlikely. I've never seen a movie like the Island where you like mix like Swiss family Robinson with fucking treasure Island and fucking mad max, like, like just insanity and just fucking mash it into this weird fucking studio made like, yeah, like big, big budget, big budget studio made movie that I still don't understand what audience they thought this was for. It's for me, yes, but I'm for not ma- I'm not major audiences, okay? No, that's what's I don't great. Get, I don't understand why big budget fucking like but I'm so glad they did. I am so glad they that the island exists because my life is better for it. <laughs> okay? My life is better for it and I wish I wish Michael Caine didn't hate this movie. I wish there was more more movies like that i do too i wish there was more movies like christmas evil too like i'm not gonna like throw shade at that movie because i love that movie no there needs to be more there needs to be more, more like weird shit hor- weird horror holiday themed movies which i would love but good but good like yeah done right because there's there there are to be fair like especially now in the last like 10 years there's a lot of like christmasy horror movies you can find just go through fucking Netflix and Amazon Prime, and you'll find boatloads of them. The problem is 90% of them are shit. We can also find lots of pirate movies, but nothing like The Island. You can watch any pirate movie. I guarantee you it won't be like The Island. No. There's no pirate movie like The Island. Like, no. Nope. Literally no no pirate movie like The Island. Nothing. And, uh, you know, maybe one of these days I'll just have to do a double feature like Muppets, Treasure Island, and fucking... Um, and the, the Island. And The Island. Um... <laughs> That's a double feature. Yeah, that's a that's a good double. That's feature the only right thing there. you need right okay. there. <laughs> like Muppets doing weird sh- pirate shit and fucking crazy uh, Mike, Michael Caine doing fucking crazy eighties pirate like Mad Max level <laughs> bullshit. It's fucking great. Um. So yeah, I, I I'm sorry. I'm going off on tangents on these movies. I just really I really liked this year. Um. I think it's been a good year. We got more coming. And I can't wait, because the 80s, I mean, we knew the 80s were going to go off, This right? is our aesthetic, so. Like, we knew the 80s were going to go off. It's our favorite, favorite year, like, decade for movies, so, like, how could it not go off? And it, it's going to keep going. It's so good. There's so much good quality shit here. <laughs> and even if you just want to pick and choose through our podcast, just fucking go watch those four movies, New Year's Evil, Christmas Evil, The Island, and Alligator. Watch all of them. Yeah, um, because I you'll enjoy yourself. They're all fucking good, like they're all fucking amazing. And it's great. If you want, if you want like a fifth one, go watch Chain Reaction because that one's good too. Yeah. Um, it was like it's weird as shit, and it's like a weird Mad Max paranoia thing. But yeah, it's but fine. it's it's well done, and uh, it's not the best movie, but it's definitely not bad. No. So 
Yeah. That was 1980. We're on to 1981, baby. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't have anything else to say. We're just on to the next one. On to the next one. And we're, we're going to continue. Thank you so much for <laughs> listening. Thanks for supporting our podcast, however you do. Um, I don't know. Like, Yeah, was, we're everywhere, so wherever you prefer we to listen. We are on everything. Fucking our, go. Our RSS feed is everywhere. It's everywhere. And we're even on YouTube, if you didn't know. Now you do. We're, we're, well, I just added us to Pandora. We're on Amazon. Fucking spotify blast that shit go promote us if you can't i don't know <laughs> tell your friends tell your friends because <laughs> we love doing this and we like i don't know like it'd be I-, I would love to see an audience like a like an audience like comes together like a like a, a community i'm this, waiting for the day that i get i shit. get bold enough to start asking you guys to send us films it, like hell, I'll, like if okay. you guys want to start sending us stuff, I'll set up a PO box. I don't fucking. Your care. dad made a weird movie in 1985. Fucking send it. Send it this way, baby. You are a fan of a movie that literally no one else knows about. That got like dumped into a 7-Eleven in 1995. That you think we'll fucking love? Please, for the love of God, we need more stuff like Death Force. Please. <laughs> Please send that kind of shit my way. Like weird shit that no one's watched right that's, here. That's our jam. If I mean, if you haven't been listening... Absolute... If this is your first episode, that's what we're all about here on They Mostly Come Out at Absolute Night. Absolute homebrew. weird homebrew bullshit, okay? I mean, it has to be action or, or horror or sci-fi, but we're into that kind of shit, okay? So send it our way. I mean, eventually. Um, eventually, yeah. But that's what I would like to get to, too. But anyway, thank you for everyone that does listen. And, uh, you know, this has been Will. This has been Alex. And we will talk to you all later. Bye-bye. On to the next one. Bye. Michael Caine is the greatest action hero ever. (laughs) Next level Rambo.